Welcome back to episode 163 of Tall Boy Radio. And as always, we have a guest for you tonight, and it is another doozy. Now, just for a change, I am not going to be on the beer, but I will still be getting into the spirit of things. More on that later. And no, I will not be joining Dave on the alcohol free. Right, let's say hello to Gaza and find out what we're looking forward to tonight, dude. Um, yeah, looking forward to you know, you know, I say it most weeks now. It's great when we have guests on. It's great when we have first time guests on and, and people that we haven't sort of spoken to in the past. Always great to sort of network with, with with everybody out there. I will be drinking tonight, and I'm sure I'll go through what I am drinking a little bit later. But yeah, uh, looking forward to this as always. Not sure where we're going to go. A couple of left turns will be there or thereabouts at some point. So. Yeah, let's go. Amen, amen. Dave? Uh, good evening, everyone. Great to be on again. It's always like the episodes when we have people on that make things and it's a business. I, I like those episodes. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, Dave's just dropped a few hints there as to who we're going to be talking to tonight. Now, we've done a few episodes in the past where we talked to people who produce spirits. Now, two weeks ago, we actually had someone who went hunting for spirits. But this time, it's spirits of my favourite kind of nature, the kind you can put in your glass. So, Matthew, do you want to say hello and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Matt. I'm the co-owner of Winding River Distillery, which is in Sandbach. And I also own Winding River Design Studio, which is kind of linked. And we produce gins, vodkas, and a lot of liqueurs. Not so much nowadays, but mainly gins, a lot of collaboration work, all kinds of stuff. That's Indeed. really us. We're busy on all elements, really. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, the first time I came across you guys, actually, the wife went to the opening of the new spa at the Manor House Hotel oh. in Allsager, and you guys produced a gin, and I asked her to pick me up a bottle there. So I don't know if you can just see it there. That's the one, yeah? So I've got a few tonight, guys, in front of me. I'm not planning to drink them all, but, you know. Well, if you want to, don't be, be my guest. <laughs> you say we're not going to stop you. You can no. crack on. I'm going to no. let, let, let's, let's try. Let's have one of these, shall we? Let's have one of these. It seems well, apt. Indeed. Well, while you're pouring that, I will just say this. And I'm not just saying that because you're a guest on it. Because I've tried a number of gins, <laughs> not just for the podcast, but I have tried a number of gins. And this, I have to say, is one of the best gins I have ever tasted. It is way up there. It's genuinely, genuinely makes my top five. It is a fantastic gin. So I'll be interested to hear a little bit about it. Well, the gin, all of our gins are sort of heavily tested before we launch them. In this case, this gin, we wanted something a bit more spicy. So there's a lot of coriander in there. There's almost the same level of coriander in this gin as there is juniper, which is unusual, just slightly below. And the botanicals are on the back of the label. We always put the recipes on the labels. So it's got more of a spiciness to it. Cassia bark, licorice root, angelica. There you go. Yes, just like that. And... We decided before Christmas we wanted to launch a gin that's a little bit different to our normal core range gin, which is our Sandbatch 1816 gin, so a new recipe. And we were down to do the old Sage of Christmas light switch on event, and we thought, let's go, let's go for it, let's go for it. And the Manor House took it on board as well as a, as a starting point. So that's kind of how that became. That's fantastic. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little, little bit about the name then, obviously, because, you know, it is all Sager, but it's written in a very different way than we'd be familiar with for, for our listeners. Yeah, there are two things with this with this label. It's the coat of arms of, of all Sager, 
we asked the council if we could use it and they said yes so that was good of them because i didn't have another idea <laughs> <laughs> and alicia if you did a bit of research is i'll save you in the doomsday book that's so right. it, so the kind of two worked. We did make sure we put Alsager on the front as well, just so uh, people knew what that that meant. But we do get asked that all the time. That that is a standard question. What does? Oh, how do you pronounce it? Is is another good one. Well, I know now. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's that's kind of the imagery on that one, and we think it's quite striking. It is. It is. It's a really nice looking bottle of gin, and like you say. Tons of coriander in there, and I, that yeah. does explain why I really quite like it because I love coriander. Dave, Dave, are you a gin drinker? No, mm. I'm not. Um, I, I've tried some flavoured gins, and they're okay, but generally, no. I'm if it's not beer, it's 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 wine with me. That's not to say I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's not like I don't like it. It's just not something I drink. I'm not a spirits drinker. Full stop. Really. There you go, Gaza. Did you try yeah. it? I'm sure you came around at Christmas. Did you try that? Did I give you a glass? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I, can't remember. I can't remember whether you did that one or not. I, I, I'm a bit like Dave, I suppose. I drink sort of beer, maybe, and, and then wine. And sort of the missus drinks quite a lot of gin. She quite likes gin. So she's always sort of saying, oh, you've got to, you've got to get your gin and tonics. And I know Adam drinks lots of different just types drinks, of gin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just drinks, full stop. stop yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, I, I do feel as though it is something that I, I should be getting into a little bit more. And I have... I have tasted the odd sort of gin here or there, and, and actually it's not quite as unpleasant as I remembered it sort of from years and years and years ago. So you, you never know. You might you might turn into a gin drinker at some point. We can only hope. We can only hope. So like Gaz says there, gin, you know, gin is it's absolutely prevalent. It has been for years. People keep tipping the next spirit, you know, rum's going to be the next thing that takes over. Mm. I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it myself. I think the popularity of gin is here to stay. It's a quintessentially... British, well, it's not necessarily a British drink, but, you know, it, it is enjoyed in Britain, has been for many, many years, those pictures of yeah. Gianelli. I'd be interested to know, hear about your journey into it and how you got into distilling. It started, well, going back 2014, we um, started the business making liqueurs, and we just purely did liqueurs. And all the way up to the pandemic, we did liqueurs, and that's all we did all year round. And they were really popular, but we've did a start-up distillery course at somewhere called Brew Lab at Sunderland University. Okay. Have you heard of that? No. We, we also did, well, 20 years ago, we did a beer start-up course there as well, coincidentally, but we never got that going, but that's another story. And so during the lockdown, we, we were able to sort of spend more time focusing on the recipe development, practicing on the mini still. We've got a small still where we do all the product testing, and we sort of grew the confidence levels up a bit. You know, it was a bit of a daunting thing looking at the 60 litre still. And it was pretty big. And then we just decided to go for it. You know, let's just go for it. Worked up the branding, did all of that. This is the gin. This the Sandbatch gin. Can you see that? There? Yeah. yeah. Which is which is brand new. It's a new re, it's a rebrand from just before Christmas, the old label. Look nothing like that really so that really got us going and then we started in lockdown doing the odd the odd sales really just getting the ball rolling came out of lockdown and really went for it launched it around sandbatch keep the liqueurs going as well and over the course of the last two years we've been doing a lot of collaboration work with local businesses 
all kinds of businesses from football clubs to to a financial advisor we even make a gym for them there's a, there's a corporate gift old sage gin we do a fruit gin home's chapel gin we do a lot of gins for the beer emporium who you've had on your show yeah we Good do guys. three gins for them so they, they're really popular as well how do you go about and we, you know we, we've had a couple of people on that have sort of dabbled in in creating their own gins and making their own gins we, we we've collaborated with a group of ladies from north of the board who love gin and basically it's a gin podcast i'm just curious how, how do you go about you mentioned the recipe the ingredients was it just something that you liked and everyone well, i like it so i'm going to go for it what was the feedback like how, how did you get that balance between your, your coriander and do you put a little bit more in do you put a little bit less in uh, what was that process and how long did that take for you to actually finally get to the taste that you wanted um the, if you go to the sandbatch gym which is really what launched launched us into the distillery world that took 20 30 attempts on the small still tweaking right. the recipe we wanted a citrus gin our liqueur business started by making lemon liqueur from trips to Sorrento. So lemon cello. Mm-hmm. And we love citrus in gins. We think it works really well. Yeah. So we kept practicing and practicing with um, lemon, lemon yeah. peel, orange peel as a predominant driver into that recipe. We took some advice from other distilleries as well and just really then went, once we had the uh, uh, happy with the recipe, then we just scaled up the ratios into the, into the main still. Yeah. And then that recipe now, we, we can do it with our eyes closed. We don't run it that many yeah. times. And then with the old Sager one, we obviously want to go into a completely different direction with that flavor. And so we went with the coriander. There's no, there's no citrus peel in that, in that gin. Right. What's Angelica? I'm sure you've, you've read that as one of the ingredients. Uh, have all, I, have I, did I mishear that? Yeah, they're all different roots, um, different pro flavor profiles, licorice roots, angelica roots. We have cassia bark, which is like um, like a cinnamon in this recipe. Different products. They are core, they're the core sort of foundations of, of gin. So in every gin, you will generally get, you'll always have juniper berry. Yeah. And you will always have coriander is, is a bit of a general general recipe licorice roots is yeah. in there and then you kind of build up flavor profiles from a foundation so is, is there any is there any sort of flavor or any ingredient that you you've perhaps tried and then thought you know what that is just completely off the scale oh, horrible I, like i'll never use that we've tried all kinds really all kinds we've we we they've all they've all got the quirkiness to them and if you if you complement it with the right tonic yeah you could you could make it work we have trialed some gins with a few businesses locally with which are very quirky but they've not got them off the ground so so uh watch the space they may happen um okay (laughs) and then if you look at say the twemlo twemlo viaduct in holmes chapel yeah yeah. But this is our fruit gin. This is apple and black currant fruit gin. So that's completely different. And then we went for a completely sort of abstract branding of the viaduct. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Look, that is. Yeah. So, yeah. I was looking at your on your Instagram at the, the, the bottles and the, the branding is, I really like the way that they're all. They all look really smart and classy, but there's quite a lot of variety. You've not just got 
a logo yeah. and a name, everything. And that's you've explained a little bit why that you're branding them for, for areas or for businesses. But I think that's really that's really quite a good idea. Yeah, when we when we when we were doing liqueurs, we had the bird logo that you can see on the back of the bottle. Yeah, central to the label, and we'd have different liqueurs, and we just change the color of the bird to suit the color of the liqueur. So we had this clean brand all the way through. There was no difference; it just the color was different, the name of the product, and then sort of got to the. We we just decided let's try something a little bit different. You know, let's do individual brand design for each product rather than just have this standard just to make it just to make it a bit more interesting for ourselves but it worked, it worked. probably not probably not what a brand a brand company would tell you to do but we've kind of gone in in that way well i don't know because they're, they're still themed reasonably similar so you can look at two of them and like like the the sandbatch one just and the viaduct one and mm. and they you you could tell that they're from the same company because they've got the same stylistic kind of look. Mm. And you know if it's and you're in local markets, if you put those that viaduct one pretty much anywhere in Cheshire, and people are going to recognise it and it's going to pull them in and think, oh, what's yeah. that? So that you know where where I get your point as a national brand on the shop mm. in Tesco's, they may think it's a bit odd, but at regional level, it's going to stand out much more. Mm. Totally. I think it's cool. That's that's exactly what we're thinking. We just wanted to do something a bit more exciting, do something a bit different, sort of really tear up what we've done before, really, and just go with individual brands. It's interesting as well because the bottles, you know, like I said, the bottles that you use are a fantastic quality. There's a great weight behind these. And although the brand is different on each, the bottle being the same, I do think it carries on. It's a fairly yeah. unique looking bottle and when day talks about the branding how different it is on each i'll show you what i'm drinking tonight then we'll get to it a little bit later we'll tell you again so if you're local to this area then you'll obviously be very familiar with this badge so i picked this up from portvale football club where you do a gin and a vodka for these guys as well and, mm. and i think you know i mean you got veil part there in the the background and then obviously the the club badge the club logo fantastic Fantastic. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that product as well? Because I'll tell yeah. you what, it looks great. And I'll tell you what, it tastes great as well. <laughs> that that goes back to, uh, with my wife, who we co-owns the business, it goes back to a contact I had at Port Vale, as I'm a Port Vale fan. And I thought, I'll email them, just see what they say. I bet we won't even get a response. They're not going to deal with us. But we, we did email them and then it was oh, two three four months later we got actually got a response and we were quite astonished really and we were asked to go in for a meeting and it was like oh my god you know we'd only literally we'd, we'd only launched that six months before and we went in for a meeting they loved the idea of the brand and building up the brand i worked up the brand myself it gave me a real headache that that brand did it was the original idea was scrapped and then that was the second the second sort of brand that we went for i, I took the 1954 stadium and faded it into the background I used the club badge and we called it 1876 gin and gave it sort of a black and white stripe effect which which is a similar design to the Sandbach United gym, which we make with the stripe effect. So it kind of mirrored that across, but Port Bell being black and white, it just worked. It worked really well. 
and then we had a bit of a launch with them, and it's really gone well. That gin, that's that's our top selling gin. Is it really? It's available in the shop, and then it's available in the corporate side. Oh, well. that's fantastic! That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we we love, and the fact we're dealing with the club of support is is just a great, great sort of thing for me to do. See, there must have been some temptation to say, just like Port Vale, it goes down easy. <laughs> We've heard them all. We've heard them all. <laughs> I apologise for that. It was just too easy. But no, honestly, yeah. it, it's a great. It is a great product. Like I said, I went to the Port Vale shop to pick them up. Took my daughter in as well. And yeah, it's it's yeah, it is. A, it's a fantastic vodka. It's quite flavoursome for a vodka. Actually. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're talking the you're talking the vodka, which. Mm. Um, which was launched before Christmas, we went back to them and said, you know, do you want to compliment the gym with a vodka? Last year, we launched our own vodka, which is another quirky design. You may not have seen that. That is a brick wall of the town hall in Sandbach. That's the colour. We took a a colour palette to the colour swatch to the town hall and matched the colour finish. And it's purely just bricks. I like and it. And it is, it is, if you can see it there, called, the, just there, it's called Warm Walls, which is the ancient alleyway that okay. runs between the market square and the town hall. <sighs> so we we did this as a trip, and it's, um, it, it's we, we love it, as you just said, the, the flavour profile is superb on, on the vodka. And, it's amazing. And then the same vodka is obviously Port Vale vodka, because vodka is made the same same way so there's no yeah. botanicals in it so uh, great fun making vodka it takes forever to filter through charcoal does it, Do, it, is take, it... three four five times longer than making gin have you wow. an idea it oh. it drip feeds through charcoal filters probably one drop a second and if you think you've got 30 to 40 kilos it will take two to three days to do one and it's triple filtered so you do it three times oh wow first time you make it it's really harsh and then over the second first second third time it it really does smooth out to what you you've got there interesting there you go so we learned something something about vodka there every day school day and the the branding on that's the same the branding is the same as the gin well, you mentioned branding at the very start. Is that your thing then, the branding? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a designer by trade. I work, I work in the construction industry. I've got that job. And then the branding is key to the, the design on these gin bottles or vodka bottles. So it kind of mirrors across. There you go. There you go. There you go. I was just going to say, Matthew, so do you still do, is it this a second business or is it your main business now, the gin uh, and vodka? They are equal equal i would say i'd probably do the same amount of hours in both is, so, is that is that because of time your... two, two full-time jobs really is that your passion for both or is it just yeah. that the, the, the alcohol doesn't earn enough at the moment bit of both really but we do, i do enjoy the design so uh, you know it's not something i'd want to pack in as well mm-hmm. so i'm self-employed designer it's quite quite good yeah. so you've got the flexibility then to, to be able to do both oh yeah 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 so we can sort of move my move my hours around to suit what whatever's in in, in need to do next. Yeah, yeah. Flexibility. Yeah, yeah. I think I know we know quite a few distilleries who sort of do it sort of sort of as a side project, really. Yeah, yeah. You, um, one one question I was going to ask was 
from, from looking at, at the your sort of your, your bottles and, and your ABVs and stuff, and you keep coming about forty four percent. I think the Oxford one is is about forty four percent. Is mm. that is that something that that would sit right in the middle of the road for you? Where have you thought about perhaps going stronger than a little bit stronger than that? It, it, where how did you pitch that? Is that relative to other gins that you've tried or we? So we we try we try to be in the sort of around the forty four mark because you you go down to forty say and you've diluted it down you're losing a bit of the flavour profile so the stronger yeah. you keep it the stronger the flavour profile we do a Christmas gin that's forty nine percent it I was saw that bit, one. yeah did you see that I think I think yeah I, yeah I'll maybe. be getting it next year I promise you <laughs> <laughs> well we, we we had it at fifty and we thought we had a chat and thought you know fifty fifty is just a little bit too much we'll drop it by one percent <laughs> obviously one percent makes all the difference guys yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. that's, that's well, what everyone tells me yeah. <laughs> is that so a, is, is that an well, actual i mean you you were saying that slightly tongue in cheek but is it is there a big difference in in flavor from from fifty to forty nine or is it more of a a commercial decision that 50 just sounds like quite a big number but it scared oh, people off yeah, yeah with, with with that we thought 50 was perhaps a bit of a scare off 49 mm. <laughs> it's one percent but but when you go say from mid 40s down to 40 there's a lot of water there to get down from 45 to 40 so you will lose flavor profile yeah we do we do a couple of gins at sort of low 40s and and, and it and compared to a, say a 44 45 there, there is a difference is it literally the case of if you went from 45 to 40 adding about what 11 12 percent water is it is it that simple yeah you yeah you well we use them um, we got alcoholometers to, to bring the percentage down but we, we've done it we've made so many batches that I could do it with my eyes closed yeah I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah so you have the you have the alcohol the, it comes to the still it's Okay, to about 70% it comes through, and then we water that down to 45, 44, 43 to the right. bottling strength. Yeah, I've, I've done a couple of distillery tours. So I've done the one up in Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Gin. Really, really enjoyed that one. And it is another one of my favourite gins, that one. And I also did one locally, the Edge Gin. Are you familiar with them and Alcombe Club yeah. Farm? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, we I've done I've done the gin tour there, and yeah, really, really interesting. One thing I would like like to ask, then, just taking you back to what you said earlier, then, when you were talking about the different size in your stills. So your small still, when you when you're experimenting, what sort of size are you making there? If you don't mind my asking, it's it's one litre, it's it's oh. one litre. You know, when you go on the gin schools, gin, um, you may I don't know if Edge have got them, but um, just a little still, yeah. little, little one with a little heating mantle underneath. So you generally get about you get generally get sort of the seven seven hundred ml to a litre out of it right, when you so take it. You know when you make it and you take your gin home, that kind yeah. of experience. Right, right. It will right, be right. one of those, and then sixty litre stills, obviously, a bit bigger. Yeah, just a bit about, about, a six, bit, about, yeah. about sixty about times 60, bigger, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So we always we always test on on those, and then work it up from there once we're happy with the recipe ratios never quite work like that it's, it's not just as simple as getting the calculator out no some no. flavors become stronger and some don't come through yeah but it's you can only do by trial and error really i was going to say matthew just saying trial and error there so do you ever make a 60 litre batch and think that's got to go down the sink never never done it no i've never done that we've done a lot of 
testers that have gone down the sink, or we've just drank them ourselves on a Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but no, no, never done it. We've got we've got the confidence at that level that it always seems to work. And that's quite days. handy. Yeah. yeah. We haven't actually tested um, a gin for, for a while now, to be fair. The, I think the old Sager one was it probably last summer when we tested it. All the other gins are reruns. So uh, so we haven't actually launched a new flavour. Probably the old Sager gin was the last one we tested last summer. So we, we, we kind of been just repeating runs for the last six months or so. Yeah, there's a cracker that one. I, don't, I would recommend it. anybody in the local area, or you know, if you can buy it online, I'm not sure. Can we buy it online, by the way? No, no, we're looking for stockists. So if somebody wants to stock us in Old Sager, we always uh, events, you know, that kind of thing. We're always looking for new outlets. The Sandbatch gins in in a few shops in Sandbatch. So yeah. we're we're looking we're looking for outlets, shall we say? There you go, there you go. So there if you're you absolutely desperate, yeah. get in touch with us and we'll find a way to get you a bottle. Yeah, Don't yeah. you worry about yeah, that. Yeah. We've got on a shelf that would, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah, it so, does. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's, a great, it's a great looking bottle and it's a fantastic product as well. And if my cousin Bo's watching in Texas, yes, I will pick you up a bottle when we come to visit. Don't you worry, <laughs> my son will get that on your bar. Don't you worry. So if we were going to make a tall boy radio gin, Gaza, what flavourings? What flavourings would you like to see in that gin? You love it when I chuck you under the bus just like this. It's a random question. <laughs> oh, it, I should get used to this like <laughs> every week. And it's like, yeah, there's Adam's random throw guys <laughs> under the bus question again. No, sorry, ask the, non, the non-gin drinker. I don't know. I think, yeah, you see, I've got this thing. So obviously, mint is a bit of a standing joke for, for us in terms of, I, I just think that mint is something that potentially could be used a bit more in brewing and, and we, we, we found a, a beer that had a sort of a mint base. So mint, I would be curious as to whether or not it, it would work, it, it wouldn't work. Vanilla, so whether or not there's the, the, is there like, so there's a vanilla that, um, that, that might work. The vanilla, vanilla's in quite a few of our gins actually. Yeah. So that works quite well. It's in the, it's in the Twemlo. And one of the beer emporium gins. Uh, and what would you sort of pair that with then? Because obviously it wouldn't just be a vanilla gin. It would be paired with. Would it be like a, a sort of fruit based or something? Or yeah, yeah, vanilla is more of a. It's got more of a, a sort of suits a, a fruitier gin. There are 49 percent Christmas gin that we uh, talked about earlier. That that had vanilla in it as well. Okay, so. Yeah. So it, it it does add a characteristic vanilla, but, but they also have to appreciate vanilla is quite expensive. It's quite an expensive thing to buy if you if you see it in a shop. Yeah. Right. So try not to use too much vanilla. Okay. Do your gins so, using the actual ingredients as opposed to like flavorings or essences yeah. or whatever? Yeah, that goes back to our liqueur days, where we only used fruit or whatever we were using in that product. We wouldn't use syrups or oils or flavorings. But a lot of gins, a lot of liqueurs are just flavored. The yeah. syrups and beer, there's a lot of fruit beers are flavored. Yeah. You can, you, you, the, the, the gin will come out of the still clear. So if you see a, a, a gin that's colored or some color, it's it had something added at the end. It can't, it can't be anything other. It will only come out of the still clear. Yeah, it's quite so, interesting, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's generally added at the end. 
so one of the see, I love it's a local brewery and it, they make you know, see, Titanic make a plum porter, yeah. and I love that beer. And we had a guy on who brews his own beer, and he he broke my heart when he told me there's been no plums anywhere near that. It is <laughs> it is plum essence all the way, which is really disappointing to hear. But I do like the idea, and this is what I will say about the edge gin when you go there. They again, same as yourself. They produce a clear product and they, you know, and they distill it. And, and the great thing about gin is there's not an awful lot of waste, is it? Is there when you produce a good gin? No, no, too. Yeah, so it's, it's a great product to produce in that respect. So, Dave, go on, go on. I've chucked guys under the bus there. You had a little bit more time to think. We're doing a Tallboy Radio gin. What's the flavours, oh, dude? Oh, God. I, I'm getting even worse than gas at this, aren't I? Uh, what about something like. Well, I'm going to think of my favourite sweets then as a child, like cola, like cola cubes, cola flavoured yeah, gin. You, you you do get a lot of sort of gimmicky gins that are flavoured like that. <laughs> That's so that, that would be that, you you would that would be added uh, that would be added at the end. And I've I've seen gins like that, so you can get that. I'm yeah. thinking to get out the rhubarb and custard room then. You know what I mean? You, your sweets from back in the day. I was thinking, well, what would that would you be? Can, um, I've, I can I can rattle off a few businesses that do those. Well, um, rhubarb you so, could do because rhubarb yeah. is a you know. It's, it's we a used to do a rhubarb liqueur, and the rhubarb was sourced from the um, Yorkshire Triangle. Nice. So, so we'd source it this time of year, it was generally February, and we'd get it and we'd make a large batch of rhubarb liqueur from the Yorkshire Triangle. It's wonderful, wonderful you see, product. You see, you've just got me thinking back in the day, Dave, you said blackcurrant and licorice, those sweet blackcurrant yeah. licorice sweets, because that, that would probably work, would it? You'd have to, yeah. I, I suppose the balance between the two would, you'd have to get that right so one doesn't overpower the other, but I suppose that that would work. Yeah, yeah, we've done black currants. So well, they're the Holmes Chapel gins, apple and black currant, mm-hmm. freeze dried black currants. We used to do black currant liqueur. Going back to your mint comment earlier, we used yeah. to do a chocolate and mint liqueur, which was okay. really, really nice. So we'd use actual chocolate and actual mint. Right, wow. And See, that, that, that sounds really pleasant. That does. That does. <laughs> Nightmare to filter. <laughs> Nightmare yeah, to filter. That's your job. I'll just drink it. Some of the products. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This, this is guys trying to get his elbow his way into chief tester job. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got yeah, any, anything with chocolate or mint, as long as it's alcohol, and you just send it over this way, it's fine. I'll taste it. I'll test it. Not a problem. We've done, uh, cho- we've done loads of chocolate in, in liqueurs. We did a, a chocolate brandy, chocolate orange brandy. We've done that before. That was really nice. Chocolate's yeah. a really good one. Or yeah. cocoa beans. You could use cocoa. I think if you were used, um, putting it into a still as a botanical, you would use cocoa beans or, or something like that, I think. Right. I think I'd put chocolate in the still. That would ruin the still, I think. I, I quite like, probably this is what you already make by the sounds of it. I like quite like lemon and lime and the citrus side of things. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't particularly like like sweet uh, like like strawberries, for example, I just wouldn't like that kind of thing. But but the citrus, I, I really quite like. So yeah, the the citrus, the eighteen sixteen Sandbach gin is orange peel, lemon peel, and quite a quite a high level of that. It's quite it's quite a quirky recipe because we have to add that at the end because you get something called louching, which is like when you add add water to ooze and it goes cloudy. Oh yeah. So if you not quite get it right, you can uh, ruin a batch. So uh, it, anything oily, so a, le- um, a lemon peel, lime, 
anything like that really oily could cause that kind of leaching. So we have to be careful using and doing that recipe. Pineapple? Yeah, any, any. Uh, I've done a pineapple liqueur. I don't think okay. I don't think there's any fruit we've not done a liqueur with, but I've never used pineapple in a in the spirit. Yeah, that's another sort of standing joke for us. It's sort of pineapple just with with I'm I'm not a massive sort of pineapple fan, so whenever we have anybody that's got some drinks based or food based, it's like, yeah, just get rid of the pineapple, it's fine. Oh, I used to so, drink a I used to drink a, a pineapple Belgian beer. There's some of the fruit beers in Belgium are very sort of that way yeah. forward, aren't they? The fruit ones, yeah. um, pineapple. I do recall drinking that over in Belgium once. I'm um, very much on board with those sort of things. Cherry, cherry, the cherry beer is obviously famous, but but they do the quirky side of stuff as well, don't they? Gaz isn't convinced, but I do. I do love, <laughs> I love no. banana and I love pineapple and I love oh, it in my beer. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Love these fruit beers, and we just say you're not drinking beer anymore. Yeah, I feel like I've been ganged up upon now. But <laughs> fun, fun <laughs> of, you, you, you say this about you say this about beers, but I wondered this, and I thought I'd ask this question. And I'm feeling you probably say no, that'd be disgusting. Could you do a hopped gin? We have trialed a hop gin on the on the small still, but never really got it going forward. But yeah, yeah, there is hop gins out there if you Google it. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. there? I've never yeah. come across one. I've never yeah. come across one. Yeah, uh, I think it would be too quirky, to be honest. Mm. We could do a little... Uh, we we do. We sometimes do like a limited edition run of miniatures and just get people's reaction. That's the kind of thing you'd use that for. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm surprised Liam and Della haven't come up with that one at the beer, beer Emporium. That sounds like right up there, Ali. A, a hot gin. Oh, we, we do three for the Beer Emporium. We do a, a Juniper, London Dry, Lemon and Thyme, Mm. Which is a really nice gin, and raspberry and basil is Ooh. the other one. Yes. So they're very different. I've got I've got the raspberry and basil. I've somehow ended up with a taster of it, but there you go, guys. Very so, nice. So Ian in the beer emporium, who works in there, did, did all the branding for this. Oh, did he? Yeah. He did. Just just yeah. just take you back. Sorry to something. Obviously, Adam and you 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 mentioned early Matthew in terms of the bottle and the uniqueness of the bottle. Where where, where where are they sourced? Are they effectively what? How how do you go from and how many do you need? If if you're going to do a run of 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 gins, you know what would be your minimum order in terms of and and is it almost a, a just in time process or have you got like excuse my French like shitloads of empty bottles and you just get them as when you need them or oh, we we order bottles by the pallet and right. we sort of store them in containers. So, okay. so we we have a lot of the minimum order quantities on on bottles are huge. Yeah, so you've got quite a lot of effectively bottles in store stock. Yeah. Oh yeah, store yeah. is ready, and then as soon as you do. So, so what what would be the the minimum run in terms of the gin? Then what, what in, when you're looking at, at you know actually you, you've mentioned that oh we've tried this and we've done this and we've run with this. What what would be the minimum amount that that you that would you'd need to run in order for it to be either sort of economically viable or for you to actually then think this is something we could go with? We we generally, well, we do the small tester and then when we go to the big still, we generally work in between 30 and 40 bottles in a run. Right, okay. If it's, uh, sometimes we'll sort of double run it up to 60 to 80, something near and there. Yeah. And then we'd combine that together. Okay. We wouldn't, we don't, we'd, you can't really run the still for, 
any less than that because of the the size of it. So yeah, you, you would you would want a decent uh, run out of it to make it cost effective. Okay. It's not huge still compared to some of these big guys yeah. sort of you see locally. So in terms of in terms of sort of if you were to do if you were to do the you know, one of the bigger runs, do you end up so having to hold stock? It, it, does no. it go relatively quickly? Is it is it on demand or how yeah, does how does the sales process work? Yeah, but when it's a when it's a sort of a collaboration or a sort of contract gym with, with another business, they'll take the whole order. So so make it for Port Vale, they have the whole order. We don't we don't right, keep okay. it back here and say, oh, can we have 10, 20, 30, and you keep right, the rest. Yeah. It's like you're having a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how we work with the okay. collaboration stuff. We can't we can't store we can't store no. product for them. Yeah. That's that's not it's just not feasible. That, that's just that no, that's just money money tied up effectively. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. what I wonder with you being, you know, compared to some of like your huge distilleries, you, you know, a, a sort of smallest distilleries, like you can't afford to have all of your sort of finances tied up with either sort of huge amounts of stock and storage and paying for that. So No, and you've also got to factor in um you you've got to pay the duty on this. You have to pay the duty when it's gone out of the door. <laughs> So if it all goes out the door, you have to pay the duty, and sometimes you could be on on different payment terms. And there's a there's a buffer there, isn't there? You've paid yeah. your duty, and you yeah you've got you've got yeah. to you've got to get it out the door, and you know get onto the next product, which goes yeah. back to working in the design side. It's it's the it's the other element. While I'm doing that, I've got you know the, the different job really. To We've got to take jobs. Yeah, yeah. So. We were, we generally distill sort of the weekends. What's the shelf life of, of the gym once you've once you've made it once it, it's it bottled? Hasn't got, it hasn't got a shelf life. It doesn't it doesn't have a shelf life. Alcohol. As long as you leave the top, as long as you leave the lid on it on. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't leave it out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> Under a hedge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it it's fine. It doesn't it doesn't you'll, no no bottle of spirit. A no. gin, vodka doesn't have a date on it. No. They generally so we... don't last that long. That's what people generally tell me. Oh, they don't <laughs> last that long. Listen, if, if this one sees out the episode, it's done well. <laughs> so, so we had some friends on here, and God bless him. He's on again in a few weeks' time. Guys have been in contact with him, and he's he's got him on in the podcast again. A chap by the name of Dave Borthwick, and he created a gin called Double Trouble Gin. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was a darts themed gin. No, no. So, so he was selling it online. They did a gin, they did a vodka, they did a rum, they did a pink gin, they did a whiskey, and he was brave enough to take himself on on to Dragon's Den to try and get himself a little bit of funding in it. And he was even stupider enough to get himself onto Tallboy Radio and do his pitch for us the night before he went down to London to pitch to them. Is that something you've ever crossed? Is it, is it ever crossed your mind to take this onto to Dragon's Den, see how far you can take this, or is that a really not, not, not the angle you want to take. Not, not, not really, because, because if we we would have to then scale up, you know, we 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 couldn't be making thirty or forty bottles at a time, and then trying to pitch to someone like that, you know. I know, I know that I've seen Dragons Den a few times with distilleries on there, and a lot of it's contract stuff. A lot of gins on on there are contracted out. Yeah, we actually physically make it. We would have to get a bigger still. We'd need you know bigger unit, bigger equipment, bigger everything would have to go up. 
yeah. and we need more wholesale and the whole thing just scales up yeah. your margins would then reduce you've got to factor uh, wait, wait, all these I mean, things in i mean you, you you mentioned there that we 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 make the gin Who, who's we how many people have you oh. got that make it is it just the two of you or yes yes we have wow. we have we have, we have uh, family who support us really well but just myself and my wife Oh, Suzanne, I'll get off to, off to mention. I haven't mentioned the name, Suzanne. <laughs> yeah, shout out, hi. <laughs> oh, you're gonna hear about that one later, my friend. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's just the two of us. It's, um, we we chip away at it, but we enjoy it as well. So. And you, and I'll say, and I, and I will say this, and I, and I can't say it enough. You're very good at it. I will. I you know, if I were to do a list of my top five gins, I'm I'm not. I, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, as they say. This <laughs> genuinely is one of my favourite gins I've ever tasted. It is Thank phenomenal you. at all stages. I was blown away. I was blown away. We always make the gins to be able to be drunk on their own as like a shot. And then obviously they add, add into tonics and stuff. And then you obviously can make it into a longer drink. But if you've got the actual flavour profile good enough to have as a shot, I think it's, it's good enough there to then take up to the next level and and certainly the old sage gin and the sandbags gin work really well as a shot just just thinking there uh, and you mentioned the, the, the tonic do you do you distill a gin with a particular tonic in mind and and that and or is it you, you go for the gin and then you think well actually i don't know the, the elderflower one's not going to work with that or the, the standard one is going to work what how does that come into your thinking we try we try different tonics. Generally, it's the Indian tonic that works. Yeah. Best or the Mediterranean. So with the old sage gin, the Indian is is best. But but right. it, but we really just we just try we just try different tonics. The Christmas gin I mentioned earlier works really well with a Clementine tonic. So Ooh. if you if you've got sort of a certain botanicals in there, a Clementine tonic so we'd bring out that citrusness in, in, in it so with, with this tonight i'm i'm drinking the aromatic tonic okay yeah which, which is quite this gives it a different flavor profile mm. you're just on the straight gin i don't you on you on a well i'm on i'm on a vodka and interesting you say oh, okay. that guys yeah so like i say i'm on the port vale vodka i went there i i nearly bought the gin but i thought actually no i've tried one of their gins i want to try one of the vodkas as well just to give that a go but with, I do like vodka. I love vodka. And I actually really do. I'm drinking it with tonic water tonight, interesting enough. So fever tree, just regular tonic water. However, before I had that, before we started, I did crack the bottle open and try a little bit of it neat. And I will move on to it neat later because I tell you what, it, it's it's phenomenal. It is such sometimes if you if you were to go to the shop now and buy yourself a bottle of Smirnoff, you can drink it. There's no real taste to it. It's not discernible. It literally just has a taste of alcohol when it's in your mouth, and that's it. There's nothing excitable about it. This product, I'm telling you now, is it's fantastic. It's got a really robust taste. I'm blown away by it. Honestly, I've been really, really, really impressed by it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, cheers, cheers. We we think we think it can be uh, we can drunk on its own. That 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 vodka is 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 we're super happy with that vodka. It just works a treat. Like I say, it takes a long time be. to make. It takes a long time to make, but the the quality's there. So, oh. you know, if you want the, a bit of quality, it'll take a bit of time, won't it? 
Yeah, I, I, I find it I find it fascinating to be honest with you because when you think about vodka, you think about it as just as a white base spirit that you would just add something to as, as a mixer. And gin is much more aromatized, you know, there's there's much mm. more varieties to it. You mix it with tonics, it's much more to be mixed and to be drunk and enjoyed. So it really surprises me that the the work that goes into making a vodka is actually a, you know more so almost than making the, the gin in terms of the, the distilling process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 vodka is it, it it's the same it's the same process but you don't have the botanicals in the vodka in the gin and the vodka obviously got no botanicals the gin obviously has same process and then you obviously go through charcoal filters where you wouldn't do that with gin no. you'd remove you'd remove the flavor profiles if you did that with gin yeah. whereas whereas vodka is just a neat spirit but if you get that gin if you get that vodka ice cold as a shot. It's, mm. that's why you should drink it ice cold oh i can imagine i can imagine it's yeah. fun i like to say I, I tend to drink my spirits at room temperature i tend to drink them without other than gin I tend to drink them without a mixer in it and i tell you now it, it is it's a fantastic one so of all of all the spirits then that you've made and it sounds like you've made quite a few which is your personal favorite oh if, if you go to the if you go to the liqueurs we do we still do three or four liqueurs and we do an orange brandy and a spiced honey whiskey seen that one now the spiced honey whiskey we source the honey from a farm just not, not just just near old sager so we use actual products in there and it's got an asian spiced recipe in there that we developed so that that they are the two big liqueur sellers we do a coffee liqueur as well it's really popular and then from the gins well we the sandbatch gin obviously we went a bit diverse with the fruit gin, with the the Twemlo. We wanted to do a fruit gin, just to be a bit, just to have that in the core range, and then the old sage gin. Well, from a collaboration point of view, you know, we, we just today launched, relaunched the middle um, military arms gin, okay. which we've been posting about. I've seen that. Then the beer emporium range, we think, is spot on. That took a lot of testing with Rich and Liam and all the guys up there. We <laughs> ran that mini still so many times to get them recipes bang on. Oh, I can imagine Liam so would have been we, well involved with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it's not quite right. We were so we were so pleased with those three gins. They they, they are super, and we've oh, we've done so many others, limited edition stuff. We've got this one as well, which. We we not really run for a while. This is our this is a Manchester gin, yeah. which we did. It's double A side. We went to can you see that? Yeah. So that's Beef okay. and Tower, and then that's a photo at Castlefield Basin. Nice, fantastic. And that that was a gin we uh, I took. I went to see the factory records exhibition in the Science Museum. Yeah. And there was a double A side on the wall. Picture. Oh, I can't remember the the band. And I just thought, wow, that'd be great on a label. Two labels in one, no bat label. So I kind yeah. of came back and designed that. Nice. And that's a, we love that. That's a bit similar to 1816. It's got the citrus in, but not quite as, as much. Uh, happy with that one. Which do so, you enjoy? Which do you enjoy more? The the developing the flavour or designing the labels? Oh, that's a tough question. That's well, I could. Question, I thought Dave. it would. I thought and it I, would I, be. I, uh, <laughs> The, some labels come quickly and you design them and you think, wow, that's good. Some labels take forever, so you can be quite frustrated. If I'm not happy with it, I can't I cannot let it let it go. I could I could have the recipe nailed off 
months and months and months in the previous, but I can't get the, the label right. Yeah. There's, no, there's no point. That's it's a tough question, that Dave. I don't know. I want an answer from a designer. <laughs> the recipe, the recipes, the recipe development's brilliant. Love that. The design is is quite what, what I've always done for the last thirty odd years. So. Yeah. And I suppose, I suppose the design. The design. Is, that, is that good enough, Dave? Well, I don't know. Are you finished? I don't know. Enough, Dave. He's got design. Enough, Dave. He's got <laughs> I like this. It, it displays the profiles terms, as well. In terms of the design, though, you, you know, you look at without having tasted a, a particular product, what what happens is you, you know you, you surf the shelves and you look for yeah. a label. And you look, oh, that looks that looks nice, and you've got no idea what it tastes like because you you've never tried before. So, oh, you know, so the, the design, I suppose, is is hugely important. Maybe not as important for yourself because it's not high street, and therefore you're not designing it to catch people's eye and such. Because a lot of the time it's pre-ordered, but but there must be a lot of thought process that goes into the design because when people do see it, they think, oh, I remember that, and and that's what you want. You 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 you. In, at first, you're drawn in by your eyes, aren't you, to the product, and then you've got to back that up with the flavour. Otherwise, you'll not get any repeat business. You'll always have someone yeah. buy a bottle if they like the label, but if they don't like yeah. the flavour, they'll never come back. So you've got to have both. Yeah. But initially, yeah. you've got to draw someone in with their eyes. Yeah. And it is so that label so, initially, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it goes back to when we did liqueurs, and we had them all the same, just changed the colour of the bird. That's great. And it pulls people in, but the different designs just just give it that bit of an edge, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was having a quick look on your your on your LinkedIn profile and with in architecture, and is it is it facades to so the front of buildings? Is that what yeah. you specialise in? Yeah, yeah. Which kind of so high rise buildings? Which, which I guess is where your your design comes from but then your your architectural designs on some of those yeah. bottles i guess it's tying those together isn't it it is it is the design it's it, yeah so we de- I design high-rise buildings multifaceted buildings from the slab edge forward or the envelope mm-hmm. take the architect's concept and make it happen Where so that's it? completely different to to this but the design element is kind of linked in i guess have you got just just on that slight aside then? So, what, is there any famous buildings you're responsible for that we'd know? <laughs> famous buildings? No, no. Tower blocks. Tower blocks. Right, okay. There's not nothing there I can say that's. You could famous. just lie and say yeah. <laughs> no, we're not no. check, so. Yeah. The shard. That was you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the shard. The, the the Louvre. You know, not that triangle the pyramid thing. What? What? One thing <laughs> I'll say. One thing I will say is it's very very clear, regardless of the building design. The attention to detail is there in the flavor profiles, in the bottle design. Like Dave says, Dave's really picked up on the design there. And I'll be honest with you, when I wrote my, my notes, it was one of the first things that I picked up on. I was going to ask you whether it was yourself or somebody else who does it, because I think the design is absolutely phenomenal. And it does, it jumps out at you from, from the screen mm. when you see it. It's I think it's incredible. So it's so a fair play to you. You're 100% right. Yeah. People buy with their eyes first. The yeah. first thing they see, the, it jumps out off the shelf. You try it. Yeah. It has to taste great to get that repeat buy. So you, yeah. you're absolutely, absolutely on the money there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to get... Say, sorry, I just worth saying, oh. Matthew, that Adam has a long background in retail. So if he's saying it looks good on the shelf, well, he knows what he's talking you. about. That's very good of you. And we're, we're lucky as well at events where we can offer up tasters so, so people can try it. 
yeah. as well as look at yeah. it. We generally sell at events. Uh, we do wholesale, obviously, but events direct face to face with customers is is quite a, a good way of getting a reaction. Mm. Well, what, what the, the way I was thinking about it is the question I had is like with you in terms of your design. Obviously, you put Veil one, fantastic, great looking product. And I'm going to guess that is probably one of your dream collaborations. But, <laughs> but if you had another dream collaboration, what would it be? Who would you love to work with uh, and create a product for? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I don't know. No, I, no, oh, I don't know. I don't embarrass us by saying football radio. That's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm struggling with that one. I don't know. Maybe right, some, yeah, some band. You'd, you'd love to do a collaboration with some bands, wouldn't you? That'd be cool. Who'd be bands. your favourite band? Who'd be your favourite oh, band to do a collab with? I don't know. Don't know. I'm dreading this answer. Well, God, with Death Cab for Cutie, and they have a good band. Do you of them guys? No, we're old. No, 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 no. That'd be a good one. I'm probably I'm probably as old as you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm I was oh, a particular Manchester band then, Adam. I thought you were leading him down that route there. Dude. Well, you I know thought do, do, double Wait, A side, Manchester. I was double A sure. side. Yeah, I do. I do recall now that that was um, a band called Doviti Column. Remember them? In the, okay. Yeah. Remember them in the eighties? Yeah, that do, was that I was do. the double A side on the wall. So yeah. uh, that was that was a that was a cool little thing. See, I was hoping when you, with Factory Records, you could say something like Happy Mondays or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, don't mind them. Don't mind them. <laughs> I was always more into it. Was always more into sort of Joy Division, sort of the, the darker, okay. the darker side. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with that. Don't so say Morrissey. No. no. My, my, my wife is a big Smiths fan. Yes. <laughs> There's a reason why I invited you on. <laughs> <laughs> they get everywhere, don't they? Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind the Smiths. Good man. Good I don't man. mind Smiths at all. There you go. There you go. Here's, here's a question then in terms of, so we, we talked about mixers with tonics and what have you. Have you explored the ready-to-drink market at all? Uh, we've, yeah, the, 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 the thing with that, so you're talking the gin and tonics in a can, that kind of thing, that is high volume, minimum orders, and uh, it's just something that I don't think we want to touch. Okay. We've, we've really, we've really, there's one or two, the bigger companies are able to touch that, but the minimum order quantities are vast. Yeah. The margins become squeezed. I can imagine, and it's just not where we are. It really isn't. It would take it would take some some financial push to go to those <laughs> kind of levels. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a big fan of those um, gin and tonics in the can. I always think they taste a bit a bit synthetic. Exactly. Somebody needs to do a good one. They're okay. Know. You know, if you're out in the park. Oh, you know, for a gig, not just randomly in a park, living on the Take grass. The kids for a walk. That's it. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they've pushed you too far. You need you need something to take the edge off. No, you know what I mean. If you're out there, you, you're watching a concert, you, something like that. It's okay for that. It does the job nicely. You want a nice, refreshing drink, but there isn't a really, really good ready-to-drink product. And I just think yeah. somebody needs to nail that in the market. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I've not tried them all. I will be honest. I yeah, used well. to I, back it back in the day. I used to drink the JD and Coke in the can. Remember, remember <laughs> that? And I always used to think that that was pretty good, actually. Good, good sort of mm. ratio. But don't really touch that kind of stuff. 
No, I find it has far too much coke in it, to be honest with you. If you just buy the regular JD and just pour that in a glass, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and, a, and a dash of coke. No, forget the coke. No, no forget the coke. <laughs> Look at the coke on the shelf. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, that's it, yeah. So, has anybody else got any questions then for Matthew before we let him go? My own, my only one, and I don't know whether or not we've sort of spoke about it, touched about it, would would be, you know, and and I don't know whether or not you, you're willing to or you're allowed to. What's next then? What what's next for you guys then? What what oh. is it? Is there anything in the pipeline? Is there anything that's secret that we can? sort of you know a grand expose <laughs> on tour boy radio I, as such I, you know no we do have we do have a few things in the pipeline but i i, I reluctant oh, so, no no we reluctant into <laughs> i'm designing the, i'm designing some labels for some products and we've got some recipe development to do but i i, I don't like to just to throw it out oh. there in, in case it doesn't happen if it doesn't happen <laughs> there's every chance it might not happen so if it doesn't you know it, it, it's pretty. And Watch this really, space, guys. I'll send you a bottle what, once again. One of the reasons. One of the reasons I asked <laughs> was obviously Dad. Dad mentioned one of the guys that we've had on previously, and he was terrible for sort of letting oh, things slip. Yeah. And you know, he'd say, "Oh, we're going to be doing," <gasps> and he'd say it and be like, "Oh shit, shouldn't have told you that sort of thing." Well, like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. It's uh, nobody listens. It'd be oh. okay. And then all of a sudden, like cats out the bag. Then. So oh, it was. It wasn't being collaborations as well. I, I don't think it's the no. right thing to do. So we yeah, just no. meetings and stuff. No. Who is it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find nice out. Dave. Nice <laughs> not not so much questions, but I I'm I'm I mean the way Adam's raving about this vodka and this gin and and because I love the bottle design so much when next when I start drinking again if I start drinking again I'm gonna I'm not gonna buy some because I might not like it and it's probably uh, not not ten bob for a bottle, is it? So I'll pop round to Adams and he can uh, he can treat me to some. <laughs> Tell you what, Dave, you've got a special birthday coming up soon, I'll treat you to a bottle. Well don't because just, if, I'll just come round to yours for a drink, so if I don't like it, there's no point, is there? I didn't say I wasn't gonna drink it myself, I'll just I'll treat you to a bottle. Hey Dave, enjoy this for your birthday and I'll have some as well. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We'll sort that out. So what one of the people that we've had in the podcast, as Gaz mentioned before, we, we have some friends who do a podcast or haven't done a podcast for a while, but do do gin tasting events north of the border. And I think if it's okay with you, we'd like to get you back on again at some point in the future. Yeah, yeah. And get a bottle up to our friends. And they call the Scottish Alchemists, three ladies. Okay. I'll tell you what, they know a thing or two about gin. They enjoy a gin or two, don't they? God bless them. I love to get them to taste this all sage gin. I'd love to get their impression of it because I tell you what, I think they'd love it. I think they'd really, really love it. They are, you know, I mean, we, we've done a few episodes with them now, and we gather we've done it. We've had them yeah. on our podcast a few times. We've guested on another podcast against them in a quiz, which yeah, who, we, yeah, who won again? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, more than happy to to pop back, guys, and yeah. I, I think that'd be, that. uh, that'd, be, nice, that'd be cool. Uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to collab. I think I think they they'd appreciate the gin. Obviously, Adam's raving about it, so <laughs> you, you know, and, and they do. And as Adam said, they they live, breathe, drink gin. You know, their oh, their okay. podcast is is gin based, and and they do. You know, they they do a sciency bit, and they do a tasting bit, and they do all of the background. So they, they would love that, and and that's a good shout. Actually, that'd be that'd be a decent episode. We're going to be in enough trouble for not inviting them on this one. We know what they're yeah. like. You know, yeah. they've given us a, a bit of stick in the past about not inviting them on a few things, haven't they? 
Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely have to do it again now you mention them. Because if Indeed. you mention them, we don't do it, then we are, we're for the, we're for the Kaibor. Absolutely, absolutely. What, we what, talk- are they, what are they called? Uh, Adam Scott, the Scottish... The Scottish Alchemist. Scottish yeah. Alchemist. I'll, I'll have a look at that. I'll, send me a link. I'll send you a link to their Instagram page. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, they, honestly, they are fantastic. They are fantastic. They, they do know what they do know a lot about Jen, sorry. And you know, so they they did a podcast in a while. They started their podcast during lockdown, but they they do sort of gin events and gin tasting events. But they really do know a thing or two about gin, and I think I think they absolutely love this whole stage of gin, and probably. I probably will end up trying some more of your gins. Don't you worry about that, especially the the, the sandbatch gin, which will yeah. feature on the artwork for the podcast, which I've just oh, created okay. earlier today. Oh, Bill, Bill, yeah, great. Cheers for that. No problem. So, in terms of branding, we probably need to mention if you're watching the the video version of the podcast, I'm wearing the new branded Tall Boy Radio design, which we've added your face to, Dave. You happy Marvel. about that? Yeah, you yeah. happy about that, pal? Yeah. Which one's me? The bald one with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> the ugly fellow with the big ears. Yeah, nice one. Looks good. No, that one here, just above my uh, my right move. <laughs> so yeah, so we, 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 we yeah we've redesigned it. We thought, in all fairness, Dave's been on the podcast for a while now. He's committed to us, and he's going to be you're going to be hearing a lot more from Dave in the future. So we wanted to add him to the to the artwork. And as you can see, he's still on there. We will get him back on at some point in the future dragging him on kicking and screaming but he will be on i can absolutely promise you that so that's it really for this episode other than to give a quick shout out to our sponsor which is ollie snacks so if you're going to enjoy a nice gin or a nice vodka head over to ollie snacks and you can pick up some olives some nuts some pretzels and some chocolate covered pretzels to go nicely with your drink ollies-ollies.com use the promo code TALLBOYRADIO all capitals, all one word if you are in the UK and you will get 20% discount off your order and with every order placed on their website they donate a school meal to a child in need with the help of One Feeds Two and we're going to go on to our socials now so you can find us at TALLBOYRADIO on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube at TALLBOYRADIO podcast on Instagram and obviously you can find us on our website tallboyradio.com and if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode that you've listened to please 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 drop us a message and if you've not enjoyed it also drop us a message and tell us why it could be better at mail at tallboyradio.com where can we find your your winding river gin company on where where can we find that on the different socials oh the different socials on on facebook and instagram we're winding river distillery so that's pretty straightforward. I think Twitter we win with spirits. I don't think you can have a bigger word than that. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Website, which is being updated at the moment, is windingriver.co.uk. And you can find a lot of these gins in the Beer Emporium in Sandbach or the Bottle Bank in Holmes Chapel, which is a sort of sister bar. Myola in Sandbach, Stockers. And we are generally at some batch uh, makers market it once a month where we'll have these gins with us and anyone who wants to stock us get in touch or anyone wants to speak to us get in touch (laughs) absolutely give them a shout because they make some fantastic products and also if you head over to port vale football club you will find them in in, in their shop fantastic shop as well that they have there i will say that for them so did you want to say your goodbyes then matthew yeah i appreciate it cheers Cheers to the three of you. It was really good. Good little mm. chat, that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Gaza? 
Yeah, and really, really enjoyed enjoyed tonight's episode. It's always great, as I said, when you, you get somebody on uh, that ha- clearly has a passion for, for what it is they do and that they, they really enjoy what, what it is that they do. Always enjoy talking about people, and as Dave mentioned earlier, you know, have their own business, have their own interests, and, and are trying to sort of make money out of it and develop that. So great episode. Re- really, really enjoyed it. And can't wait till we have you on again with the yeah. Scottish Alchemist. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, I might um, even try and get Suzanne to uh, join us for that one. Definitely, well, yeah. Well, so. get, get her on. Absolutely. Yeah. Indeed. Dave? Yeah, just echoing what Gaz said, really. I said at the outset, I, I enjoy episodes, love episodes when we have people in that, that do their own stuff. It's the business, but if it's a, a part of a business, they've got another job, and then it's just more of a passion. I think that that's the best kind of guest for me because you learn about what they do, and, and I find it so interesting. The fact that even your business, that the side business has got two parts with the design and the actual gin itself that it just makes it even more interesting i think it's fantastic cheers dave thanks indeed indeed i think dave dave if anybody knows anything about dave he's a little bit of a businessman in his own right so we'll give him his credit there when he says that so he knows he knows somebody who's doing it right and i will say this from a man who doesn't know much about business but does know a little bit about drinking this, this, this is a man who is doing it right it's a fantastic product it's beautifully designed and it's be- and it's a beautiful product that he's created. So if you're out there and you're looking for something a little bit different to drink, get involved, root them out, especially if you're local to the Northwest area. I promise you now, you will not regret it. So thank you again for listening. Thank you again for joining us. And we'll be back again next week with something entirely different because that is indeed what we do. Thank you and take care and thanks for listening. <laughs>